2: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast.
3: Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this conference championship week. Ducks and Dogs, volume two as we're getting ready for the final Pac-12 championship game ever. Mm. may have a Pac-2 championship game next year. we got the Pac-12 championship game between the Ducks and the Dogs coming up uh, Friday right here on The Fan from Las Vegas, Nevada. And to talk about it, we bring on Kyle Bonagura from ESPN. Kyle, thanks for taking a few minutes, man. How you doing?
4: Uh, No problem, man. I'm doing good. Looking forward to, like everyone else, looking forward to Friday.
3: You know, we had yesterday the penultimate... Pa- uh, college football playoff rankings come out, and it does appear that the Pac-12 is prime for a win in you're in situation. Uh, what what is your feeling on on kind of the chaos that could ensue and how it may change what happens come Friday night in Las Vegas?
4: Yeah, no, I think it's 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 you know obviously the best position that the Pac-12 has been in going into its conference championship championship game since. You know, since the playoff um, expanded to four teams, or, or I guess was was created at four teams, right? Uh, Washington obviously undefeated, winning their in, and and Oregon as the top ranked, one loss team. You would you would figure there, uh, you know, as close to a win and you're in situation, as well. I, I guess the one complicating factor is, is the Texas Alabama thing, right? And <laughs> if, if Alabama beats Georgia, okay, like you would you would expect Alabama then to to receive significant consideration at 12 and one as the SEC champion ending Georgia's, you know, two year winning streak. That kind of makes sense. Right. And then you have, you know, potentially Texas sitting there also at 12 and one with the win on the road against Alabama. And how do you reconcile that? Right. I think I'm a very firm believer that head to head should matter in a, in a, in a tie-breaking situation. So like Texas for me should be ahead of Alabama if if, if they both win. And then things could get dicey for the Ducks if if it plays out like that, right? Because then you have three one-loss teams for two spots. Like this is assuming Florida State and Michigan both win. And so that's the one scenario that I would be a little bit um, concerned about for Oregon. I still think there's, you know, even if it breaks that way, there's still a good chance they get get put in. Um, But, you know, any other kind of, uh, you know, and any other way you break it down, right, with all the possibilities think things they're in easily, that would just be the one situation to guard against.
2: Kyle, help my little dumb brain
3: well, try He, to he needs a this. lot of help, Kyle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when so much is talked about, Resume, and you just said head-to-head matters so much, if Oregon beats Washington, and it's a close game, and the justification is that Oregon's only wa- loss in the season is a loss to Washington, and Washington then has the argument, well, our only loss in the season is to Oregon with that same discussion, how do the other teams essentially Washington's only loss is to the number five team in the country, and Oregon's only loss is to the number three team in the country. How do the other teams the Texases the Alabamas the Florida states the 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 other teams that are competing for those spots have a better argument or justification? to get into that spot and have it not be a situation where the Pac-12 would get two teams, which I know is insane. But just going by their own discussions and their own arguments and what they've tried to prop up, how does that justification come through?
4: Yeah, so it's very circular, right? Because it's, if you make the case for Oregon, then you can make a similar argument for Texas with over Alabama. Then you can say, well, Texas beat Georgia. So there's like there's a case here where it's not, there's not a way to do this seamlessly right there's there's always going to be a well but uh, to any argument that you make with with that kind of scenario that i laid out right you could certainly make the case and look washington went through a tough through a tough conference and they're getting punished because they uh because the pac-12 changes rules and went away from divisions and had to beat a, a team twice which everyone knows is difficult to do especially a team like Oregon as plan as well as it has right then you have ohio state that's saying hey we went 11-1-2, and but we didn't get a chance to avenge our three-point loss to the undefeated team in a conference title game, too. So they're sitting there uh, saying, you know, we have, a, we have a case, right? And even if Georgia or Michigan lose, they're saying, hey, like, we went undefeated during the season and our loss just came at the wrong time. Um, so there's – this for me goes back to, like, it's – a terrible system. <laughs> is, yes, like that's the, that, thank that's you. The only, that's the only conclusion you could really make, right? Because, like, every depending on your perspective, right? You can easily make the case for any of these teams and feel good about it, right? Depending on where you're coming from, there's a lot of ways to to make your case, and the only the the reality here is that a four-team playoff for a division of football that has 130 teams just never made has, – has never made sense, and it's never been a true playoff. And It's always been a money grab, a plus one to the amount of games that were played in previous years. So, you know, for me, like, the uh, that's the problem here, is that there's not a there's not a clean way to do this, and, and it, 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 it gets much better at 12, right? You have anyone who's left outside of a 12-team field is going to feel less aggrieved, right, because they're, the, the, the justifications for them being a serious threat to win the whole thing, you know, isn't really there. Uh, but, but in this current system, you know, there, you're not going to have a perfect way to, to break it down. And so like, yeah, like Oregon for me, like over the second half of the year, like clearly they've been better than Washington. Right. And if, if, if they, if the committee thinks that they're better than Texas right now, which they have said that they do the idea then Oregon then could go beat undefeated Washington, um, and then Texas could be an Oklahoma State team who's not as good, and then the committee then decide Texas all of a sudden is um, jumps Oregon. With that being the case, like that doesn't make any sense. There's no logic there. But then if you start looking at it from a different perspective, right? Should they be in the head over Alabama? Like sure, the head to head should matter. Um, and then so it's just. It's just
3: a mess. Yeah, and, and to, it's weird to think that if Auburn brings four instead of just rushing three, maybe this <laughs> on fourth down in 31, maybe it's a little bit different in the Iron Bowl. Uh, we're talking with Kyle Bonagora of ESPN. All right, let's talk about this rematch, Oregon and Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, you, you said it. Oregon has just kind of been dismantling teams as they've gone on since that loss to UW. Uh, UW, on the other hand, has been playing these close games, and I've been saying this all along, like, I don't care how close the games are, win them. (laughs) And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Something does not look right with Michael Penix, though. Um, And, you know, they could say it's sickness, it was overwhelmed by emotion after the Apple Cup. Uh, What is your sense on uh, whether it's the health or just the status of Michael Penix, who has not looked as impressive in pushing the ball down the field since he got touched up in that Oregon game.
4: Yeah. I mean, what, what really stood out with with Penix at the start of this year and really most of last season was that he, his accuracy was just there, you know, downfield, they can just rely on him to put the ball where it needed to be. And that resulted in a lot of, you know, yards after the catch and big plays and explosive and, and really an explosive offense. And we just haven't seen that. He's, he's, He's missing on throws that you're like wow like that's that, that's a pretty, you know, standard throw that any quarterback at this level should have no problem making and he's missing a lot of those so yeah, it's it's concerning for Washington for sure that um, that his level has has dropped. And like you know, we're all speculating why that could be. I don't have a good reason for it. I mean, doesn't nothing looks physically wrong with him? It doesn't seem like oh like he's limping or he's having trouble you know getting through his motion right. Like there's nothing obvious there. And there's the you know the colds and the sicknesses stuff. But you know that that shouldn't have a, a, a kind of a, a weeks long impact on a player of his caliber. So it's yeah, it's been it's been confusing. Um, and they certainly haven't have, haven't looked as good as as since beating Oregon and into the games to that point. But, but again, like this is a team that's won 19 games in a row. This is, you know, Kalen DeBoer is 23 and two as a head coach at Washington. So, you know, I think we, you're kind of, when a team is so good for so long, you tend to like try to dig deeper and, and overly scrutinize teams like that. Right. But at the end of the day, like this is a team that has won a lot of games in a row and, and as 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 unimpressive as many of them have been, they they're still winning games, right? And so they they deserve a lot of credit for that. And so it's hard to handicap this one, right? It's a Washington beat Oregon. It was a close game, but it, I think on the same field they looked really even. And again, it's it's you know I think you can kind of throw out the last several games, you know, when you head into a conference title game because I think. Um, you know, it, all that matters is both teams will be there and I'm, I'm, having, a tr- <laughs> I'm having trouble trying to set any sort of, you know, real, realistic expectations of what's going what's gonna to take place.
0: Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate
1: and save at Ashley's Anniversary
0: Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors
1: starting at just 3 dollars Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black, With 60-month special financing, only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
4: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
2: Well, that's exactly what I'm going to ask you, Kyle. What What are your expectations for this yeah. game? Because of because of what you just said, because the, the, so much is on the line. Penix and and and, and, and Nix are, are both Heisman candidates. So, you know, obviously Nix looks like he's the the front runner right now, but they're both playing stylistically very different than them when they. They played each other weeks ago. the The Huskies have, are running the ball more efficiently. Uh, it, it appears the Ducks, with with Bucky Irving banged up a little bit, are leaning a bit more on Bo Nix and you're just kind of getting a little bit more balance out of the Huskies from what they had previously going into the season. What do you kind of look at as far as the touch points in this game? I mean, if even if you are having you know trouble setting your expectations.
4: Yeah, so like you can you can envision this play out in a number of ways, right? But I think like what stands out right now is that Oregon's just been the more complete team recently. And um, you know, we talked about, you know, Penick struggling a little bit. And so like those things kind of like make, and you see the, the betting line is, is, is heavily in favor of, of Oregon at this point. Um, so like, uh, yeah, like de- depending on the time of day, <laughs> I've got a waiver on this, but I, I do think it, it comes down to those two players, right? I mean, both of them are – and Knicks is clearly ahead of, of Pennix in the Heisman discussion right now, right? That's that's, that's deserved, that's earned and all of that. But if Michael Pennix goes out and throws for 450 yards and four touchdowns and the, the Huskies win by a couple scores, like, that's the lasting image. And then he'll have beaten, you know, Knicks head-to-head twice and, and Washington will have the two wins and be undefeated. Like, maybe that's enough to flip the, flip the Heisman script. But, you know, I, I think the way Oregon's playing, that's, that's – you know that's unlikely right and um yeah i think it's it's, it for me it feels like a game that comes out of turnovers whoever's uh you know whoever takes care of the ball is probably going to be in a in a good spot and that's kind of a cop-out answer but it's just that that's how that's how close i do think this game will be
3: you know you we talked to a lot of people that cover one team specifically or they cover a state but you've had the opportunity to cover every team in this conference and um you have done a fantastic job of it. How does it feel to have the college football portion of the Pac-12 end with the first top five matchup since 1976 in conference play? I mean, it's kind of a it's a weird way that this is all going out where there's the, the opportunity for two teams to go to the playoff, there's a, a legitimate chance winner is in for the college football playoff in a conference that's been much maligned over its existence because it hasn't been top to bottom such a great conference. But here we are the final season. It kind of seems like this is where the Pac-12 has been at its best.
4: Yeah. It's like in lieu of a funeral, we're going to have one of the biggest games in conference history to send yeah. it off. Right. It's, 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 it's a, it's a sad way to end it because college football is such a cyclical sport. I mean, I think everyone knew that. And the 14 playoff didn't do the PAC 12 any favors, right? Cause It just didn't have that team at the top. I mean, it it was a good conference the whole time. It was, you know, it was usually probably year to year, the third best conference. It just didn't have a top four team. And so from a national narrative standpoint, the conference took a hit because when it didn't have teams that were in in, in the playoff mix deep in the air, like it's just the way the college football conversation sets up is, it's for the, the the conference or the teams that aren't part of that conversation to get to get left behind, and I think that there was a trickle down effect on interest in the conference, television rating, those sort of things that had this like snowball effect on the direction of the conference. Had the 14 playoff come around in 2001, right? Right as USC was was getting rolling, and the Pac-12 had a chance to be nationally relevant for, for a decade straight, kind of like how Clemson buoyed the, the ACC for so long, despite the ACC being really bad for most of those years other than the one team, like it would have played out significantly different, nice. differently. Uh, and as much as the Pac-12 is a victim of like terrible leadership and poor foresight and arrogance and greed and all of those like obvious things, it's also, you know, a, a victim of timing in that regard too. And And so, it's really sad, you know, for me, like I've professionally, I've covered the conference for a long time now, but like, even personally grew up, you know, college football or, you know, yeah. the PAC 10 shaped my college football experience. I went to, I went to Washington state, you know, like when I was deciding where to go to school, I only wanted to go to a PAC 10 school to study journalism. So like, there's a lot of, and I'm not unique like that, right. There's a lot of people on the West coast who have, have their whole experience with college football is, is centered on this conference. And um, it's, you know, it's a reliable part of everyone's lives for, for several years. So for it to go away in the fashion that it has, um, yeah, it's sad, right? And, you know, we'll all move on and everyone will watch. The, the teams aren't going anywhere. They're just, um, you know, playing, playing against different opponents. So uh, excited for the game on Friday, but it's also, yeah, obviously bittersweet that it's um, – we knew this was always possible for a year like this and for it to happen in, in the last year. is, <laughs> It's a little bit of a poetic justice there.
3: Kyle Bonagura, ESPN. We always appreciate the time, man, and uh, we'll see you down in Vegas on Friday night.
4: Sounds good. See you guys.
3: There he is. Kyle Bonagura. Uh, not just ESPN writer, but uh, he played with and against the great Ryan Buckley in Little League Baseball. There you go. Down in uh, the greater Bay Area.
2: Mm.